Hi there, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada, and I'd like to welcome you to Quick Hits, a short podcast about all things terrorism related. There's a phrase that I find very interesting, been around for a while, and it goes along the lines of nothing breeds success quite like success. Any idea who first said that? Well, apparently, according to the wonders of Google, it was by Alexandre Dumas, who of course was a great French writer of the 19th century. He was the author of such classic books as The Count of Monte Cristo, The Three Musketeers, The Man in the Iron Mask, etc., etc. So we have to thank Mr. Dumas for telling us that nothing is as good as success to engender more success. I guess another way of phrasing this would be to say that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. In other words, if something is working well, uh, just keep doing it. Now, why am I raising this in a podcast all about terrorism? came across this article the other day in a web paper called 5280. It's Denver's Mile High magazine. I'm assuming that 5280 refers to the number of feet in a mile. We here in Canada, of course, would not use that because we're meters and we use the, the metric system. Americans being the only country that doesn't really talk in terms of metric. That's a whole other story that isn't relevant to a podcast on terrorism. This article was entitled, Five Drivers Have Hit Colorado Protesters with Vehicles This Summer. And the byline is, the incidents are part of a nationwide trend and could have connections to far-right memes. The article goes on to say that between May 27th and July 25th of 2020, Drivers have taken their cars through protests or counter-protests somewhere in the United States a total of 84 times. 84 times people have driven deliberately through crowds over a two-month period. Do the math. That's more than one a day. Now, in fairness, uh, some of these may have been accidental. Maybe people were texting and driving and not paying attention. Not that I do that, of course. But the implication is, is that The majority of these were, in fact, deliberate acts carried out by people who were targeting those who were engaged in protests or counter-protests. Now, it seems to me, if I go further on down in the article, that the vast majority of these incidents, and they're called vehicle ramming incidents, by the way, kind of coincides with the Black Lives Matter protest movement that, that started this summer. In other words, it looks like If they were all, in fact, deliberate acts on the heart of the drivers, they were done, in fact, to silence or, in worst cases, to kill individuals with whom these these people had a disagreement. We all know, of course, the incident in Charlottesville a couple of years ago where a person who was kind of aligned, I guess, with the far right ended up killing a woman. So it seems there is a pattern here, at least in theory. I'm not sure that the analysis has been done on all these things but it definitely points to a deliberate act, if nothing else. Why am I bringing this up in a podcast on terrorism? I'm not sure I can call this terrorism, but I know for a fact I can call other vehicle ramming incidents definitely as terrorism. So you'll recall a couple years ago, there was an attack in Barcelona in which more than a dozen people died. There was an attack in Nice as well in which there were a lot of people killed. There have been events uh, in uh, New York City. There have been events on London Bridge in the United Kingdom. 
And all of these attacks, to the best of my knowledge, were carried out by Islamist extremists, i.e. jihadis, i.e. terrorists. So what is this telling us about terrorist actions and terrorist planning? Well, it's telling us that, just as Alexandre Zuma told us, well, almost a century and a half ago, success breeds success. Vehicle ramming incidents are being seen as not just a legitimate tactic to be used by terrorist groups, but a successful one. Why are they successful? Because any idiot can get behind the wheel, find a crowd, and plow through it. The advantage is with the driver, not with the pedestrians. Pretty hard to protect yourself against a car barreling down at you at 50 or 80 or 100 kilometers an hour. I've seen lots of TV shows. One last night I was watching with my wife. What happens when someone gets hit by a car? It ain't pretty. I was hit by a car, believe it or not, when I was eight years old. That's a whole story I won't go through. Obviously, I'm still with you, so I, I wasn't killed by the car, the car crash. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do this. So you don't have to build an IED, which is apparently can be complicated. I read reports all the time in the Afghan news online about the Taliban or Islamic State in Khorasan. These guys, they build these IEDs and then they blow themselves up, becoming a dead terrorist. And as I always say, dead terrorist is a good terrorist. These guys are not geniuses and they do it wrong and they get killed in the process and luckily don't kill civilians as a result. Driving a car is not like building an IED. Driving a car is not like acquiring a firearm. Now, in the United States, this is you know as simple as getting a quarter or a liter of milk. In Canada, it's not. In many countries, it's not either. You know, you have to at least go out and find a gun. At least, you know, get off your keister and go to the corner store, which I guess is where they sell guns in the States. It's not like flying a plane into a building. It's not like something that's really, really complicated, like a chemical attack or a biological attack or, God forbid, a nuclear attack, which really does appear to be beyond even the greatest and, and most capable terrorists. Driving a car into a crowd requires no skill, save the ability to turn the key, depress the accelerator, and steer in the direction of a bunch of people. That's why it's being done. Because, especially in Western societies, cars are ubiquitous. We live in car societies, right? We have since the 1960s, maybe 1950s even. Car ownership, car use is everywhere. Everyone has access to a car, it seems. And therefore, terrorists have figured out, hmm, what is the easiest way for me to get from A to B? Well, the easiest way for, for me to get from A to B is to drive through a crowd of people and to do so in the furtherance of a cause. Maybe sometimes by yelling, God is great. And leaving a statement or a manifesto or a video, or whatever kind of thing. This is stupid, simple terrorism. And it's effective terrorism. We had an event in Canada back in, in 2017 where a police officer directing traffic outside of a Canadian football league game was, was struck by a car and then the guy came out and tried to stab him. Luckily, his police vest saved him. Then went on to drive down a major avenue in Edmonton, Alberta, injuring four or five people, killing none, thankfully. The problem from the security intelligence and law enforcement perspective is how the hell do you stop it? You can't. Unless you have prior intelligence, unless you have active surveillance on somebody, these attacks are next to impossible to stop. That's why terrorists use them. Not only is it simple, they know that the chances of success are very, very high. Building an IED means you have to get components, which may be traceable. Trying to acquire a gun in countries outside the United States is complicated. You have to get a license. You have to go through, at least in Canada, some kind of a certificate program. Getting into a car and driving into a crowd requires none of the above. As I said, any moron can do it. 
and it's been successful. Hundreds of people have been killed or wounded by vehicular attacks. This is why you're seeing so many of them. And for the life of me, I don't know what you do to stop them. I really don't. My heart goes out to the the theses of this world and the RCMPs and law enforcement, security intelligence agencies on trying to figure out, you know, the next guy that's going to drive his car down a busy street and kill people. It is therefore almost a certainty we're going to see more attacks like this, whether it's against Black Lives Matter or it's against whatever. People have realized that they are capable of carrying out attack to send whatever message that they want, and they're going to keep doing. So watch this space. You're going to see more vehicle attacks coming forward. And I don't see any easy solution to preventing these things. I sincerely hope we don't see mass casualty ones as we've seen in the past, but I fear we're going to. Anyway, that's my thoughts on vehicular attacks. What do you think? You can get a hold of me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at borealisaves or find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. I'd love to hear what you think about this and other podcasts. If you want to subscribe, go to my website, borealisthreatrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your information. You'll get a daily digest with all the podcasts, blogs, everything I produce, free to your inbox every morning. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.